We've got a new character joining the Arrowverse and an old one leaving. Who is it? Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys. This song just makes me feel like I'm in a 90s pop video or something. Like I had to warm it up, though. I was starting off very <laughs> yeah. slow with the, it, raising the roof. Oh, that's like 90s. Yeah, it's 90s. Raising yeah. the roof and everything. Hello, CW Weekly fans. Welcome to another week here with us at AfterBuzz TV. We're going to talk all things CW. We got news. We got gossip. We got casting news. We have we have everything. Um, but first of all, I'm Tiana Hobson. And you can follow me at the Tiana Hobson on Twitter and Instagram. And joining me tonight, I've got the lovely Erica Shannon. Hi, everybody. I'm Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. Miss Airy Baby. <laughs> That's where I got it from. Yeah, yep. I know. I, I got just you, cut girl. off the cake. Yeah, I got you, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, our other two co-hosts couldn't be here tonight, but they will be back with us next week. So, as always, we're going to start off tonight's show with our trivia question. Mm-hmm. This week, it's a real doozy. Yeah. I, I was proud of myself. I came up with this one on my own, guys. Aww. I figured this one out. Claps for Tiana. Thank you. Actually, I read a BuzzFeed article about it. Anyways, not the point. Which Riverdale star has not made an appearance on Law and Order or any of its spinoffs, meaning SVU, LA, whatever they have. They Trial sh- by jury or something was like yes. a two episodes. Yes, exactly. Which Riverdale star has not made an appearance? Is it A, Lily Reinhardt, B, Skeet Ulrich, C, Marissa Marisol, Marisol mm-hmm. Nichols, or D, Madeline Petsch? Guys, who is it? Let us know. If you guys are watching us live, head on over to YouTube. We have our chat open, and you guys can make your guesses in there. And we will reveal the winner at the end of the episode tonight. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking not a lot of people are going to get this one. I mean, because that's a lot of Law & Order to go through. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of Law & Order. Um, And then also, we have our ship poll. Ship poll. Ship poll. (laughs) It does sound like you're saying, okay, I get it. Boop, boop. Tonight we are par- we are battling mm-hmm. a vampire vampire diaries ships. We're gonna see who you guys love the most. We're putting these ships against each other. We've got Stelina, Delina, Bayman, or Steriline. All of which are great picks because well, except for Steriline because <laughs> Caroline. De- <laughs> Should be with Klaus. It's Claireline forever. Um, I was wondering what your opinion on yeah, that was. It's Claireline forever, but that doesn't matter because you guys get to decide. So we have the poll up on our Twitter feed right mm-hmm. now. After Buzz TV, you, um, Eric and I have both retweeted it as well. Right now, <laughs> go ahead and say it. Right now, Steriline is winning, but Bye. there's still time. There's still time, and Delena is in second place. And my heart goes with Delena all the way. Okay, so you might win in some form. I might fashion. win in some. Actually, I don't think anybody's catching up to Steriline. <laughs> Steriline has really taken a quite a lead here. Yeah, which I guess again mm-hmm. I said it one of the first episodes. She deserves she yeah a win. Klaus, that would be a win. <laughs> that would be a win. That we'll see later this or next year. Yeah, we know that you know in the originals there is some hope because she is going to be on the originals, mm-hmm. and that's where Klaus is. So. You never know. 
Um, so let's get into some casting news. Casting news. Casting news. So, so in the Arrowverse, we have someone new coming in. His name is Kirk Acevedo. And he is going to be a season-long recurring as Ricardo Diaz, who is based on the Richard Dragon character. Yeah. And Richard Dragon, or Ricardo Diaz, is a hardened ex-con recently released from prison for crimes he didn't commit, and he's bent on taking over Star City's criminal underworld. So he's going to be the new bad. The new bad. And this is like the third villain that we know about that's coming in for this season of... Arrow. Of Arrow? Yeah, they've announced a couple others. I mean, like, we have um, Michael Emerson, who started already, oh, and then, mm-hmm. you know, there's one other person who I can't remember off the top of my head who they announced also would be, like, a villain. So Arrow, I mean, I like that they're switching it up. My question is just, like, every time we think we rid this city of crime, <laughs> there's a new crime lawyer who's like, I'm, go- I'm the leader of the crimes of here in Star City. Especially because they get out of jail just in time to try to become the new leader of the underworld. Yeah. But I, I'm going to go a little off arrow for a second. Okay. Kirk was on this show that I watched called Kingdom, and the character that he played, in my opinion, had no point. It was the last season, <laughs> and he was new. So when I see him, I'm just like, ugh. But I have to remember to separate the actor from, from the character. So it'll be interesting to see him. It will be interesting. And according to IMDb, um, his first episode should be airing next week on November 16th. So you don't have to wait long to see if you're going to like him or not, Erica. Okay. And we know that he's a master in hand-to-hand combat. You know, so maybe they'll get some fighting some going fighting between him and Diggle. Diggle, since Probably. he's the new Arrow. See how long Oliver lasts yeah. on the sidelines. That's the question. Um, and speaking of the Arrowverse, we are also saying goodbye to a character because Wentworth Miller announced last week that he is saying goodbye to Captain Cold. Now, it was announced earlier in the year that he was coming back to reprise his role, mm-hmm. especially for the crossover and stuff. But then last week he um, tweeted out and he said he's currently shooting some of his final episodes as Captain Cold slash Leonard Snart on the CW's Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash. Grateful now and in advance to a pair of talented cast and hardworking crews. Thank you. So um, he says he goes on to say, I've had a tremendous time playing this character. It's been an opportunity in education and an effing blast. <laughs> With love and respect, Whitmer Miller. Oh, I'd love to hear him uh, give this little tidbit in his uh, Captain Cold uh, right? voice and tone. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's like, let me hear you say it. I'm sad to see him go, but I'm also not that sad because... It's a character that's been in and out of my yeah. life enough at this point that I'm pretty okay with him going because I didn't think he was going to stick around much longer anyway. No, but I'm excited because he said Legends and The Flash. I mean, we saw him on The Flash at the end of last season, mm-hmm. but it's going to be nice if he's part. So you think he's going to be part of the crossover? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've announced that he is part of the crossover that's happening. Well, isn't that happening? That's happening in the next couple weeks. Yeah, the 27th, 28th. But so that means he'll last longer than the crossovers because he's saying he's yeah. currently shooting his final, some of mm-hmm. his final. And I think it's nice that he'll have, you know, especially of his final one, getting to go back and have an episode on The Flash, which is where his character got introduced to us and where it started. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be nice to be able to pay homage to that and bring him back. Yeah. For one and last time. Close it up for good. Close it up. 
wrap it up, put wonder, a bow on it. I wonder what's going to take him out. Because he has to die, right? I mean, do we have to kill people? Why can't we just be... Why can't he find love and go off and run off to the sunset with... Would he run off to the sunset, though, if he's Captain Cold? I mean, to a winter freeze, then. Okay. He's going to go find a blizzard and run off and be happy with someone <laughs> and have a little blizzard baby. But that then that opens it up for him to possibly come back. That's what you're saying. No? Yeah, except that he's not. <laughs> like, I just don't like death. It's so final for a character. That's true. You know, so let's find a happy ending for him. He finds his peace and he's okay with it and he can go on. I see it. It's not as dramatic or fun, but I like it. Yeah. Would that be funny, though? He just skips off. <laughs> skips That'd off. be totally unlike him, but you never know. You never know. So goodbye to Captain Cold for now and hopefully we'll get to see you in the future i mean he could come back in a couple years or something you know Mm -hmm. never know but over on black lightning we're finding out some more casting news so we know that james remar will play peter gamby the oldest friend to jefferson pierce who we already know is going to be played by chris williams Mm -hmm. and gamby is described as jefferson's father figure mentor Taylor, I'm guessing that has something to do with his his, his black lightning suit. Yeah, suit. That's the word. I keep wanting to call it a uniform. Oh, I, suit. It's better than I thought you were going to say costume. That's what. It's either uniform it's or costume. costume. It's, yeah, it's a suit. Thank you very much. Suit of honor. And their their relationship will become a painful window into the past. Mm. Also coming is Damon Gupton, who will play Inspector Henderson. And Inspector Henderson is a veteran law officer, and they're at odds. He and Jefferson are at odds with each other. Or he and Black Lightning, I should say. Yeah. What I like about both of these castings is that it's people who you've seen and a lot of stuff, so they are getting recognizable people to come in to have some fun with them, especially for a season one show. Of course, this is not your typical season one show because it has a whole team that's already established a universe around it so you're gonna get some better names coming in from the start but it's still great to see these people gravitating towards this project because it just makes me think in my head this is gonna be freaking awesome yeah (laughs) it just it just steps it up every week when there's more casting that we find out about and you see who the actors and actresses are it just it gets you excited and i don't know who's not excited for this show just especially with the talent that's coming into it right it's great I can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see um, exactly how that goes when it premieres next year, which I'm still waiting for a premiere date, CW. <clears throat> Just throwing that out there. Still waiting on a premiere date from you guys for Black Lightning. Would love to announce that soon. Just to put my head at ease. Going back to the the Captain Cold news, sorry. Um, Jamie in the chat is saying no one is ever really dead on comic book shows. And especially now that I think about it with Legends, they can go back in time. Yeah. So. See, he's just got to have to find his happy ending. Or it could be another Earth and he could, Captain Cold, quote unquote, could come back and it's just a different actor. That is true, too. See? Many, many possibilities. Many possibilities on these kinds of shows. Um, Going over to Supergirl. So we have Jesse Rath is set to play Brainiac 5, which is such a name. And I love the um, comic book character, just like the way he looks and everything. So I'm excited to see how they transform him or what their take of this character is going to be. For those who don't know, Brainiac 
five um, is coming back in time from the 31st century, thinking of time jumping, um, and the Legion of Superheroes to help Supergirl battle Rain, who is currently being played by Odette Annabelle, who I love, have loved her in a lot of things, um, don't like her character on Supergirl right now because clearly she's going to be a foe. Okay. (laughs) And so I can't, I can't fall in love with you because you're going up against my girl Supergirl Mm -hmm. and... I know whose side I'm always going to be on. Which but, makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, it sounds like it's going to be an interesting thing. We're still learning about Rain, and I'm not the person who's familiar with comic books at all, so I don't know much about the background of Rain. But it's been interesting slowly seeing this character come to life and come in front of us, so it'll be interesting to see how Brainiac 5 is coming in to help, and he's supposed to make his debut in episode 10, which by my calculations puts it at about December 11th which could be right up at, like, the winter finale point. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's where we get a big episode of something happening and moving in the process. What I found out about Brainiac 5 is that in the comics, he's actually a love interest for Supergirl. But what I read, they were saying it can go in two different directions because he can either help Kara move on from Mon-El or he in the comics he has the ability to create like an anti lead serum which could bring Monel back. back. So it's which road will yeah. will she take? Which let's all not forget, every week his name is still listed in the cast. Really? In the credits and the opening credits, yes, his name comes up Chris Wood every single week. So every week I get a little excited thinking this is the week we get to see where he is, what happened to Monel. And every week it's not. So, hmm. again, just sitting there waiting for that to come out. So maybe it's road two. Maybe she's going to Yeah, maybe that's how together. they get back together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like Interesting. this. Interesting. I like this. I did not know that his name, well, Chris to be Lee. fair, I don't watch Supergirl. Oh. But I didn't know because it's a new season. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought that he would still be oh, girl. on there. I always be paying attention to the credits mm-hmm. at the beginning. All those names coming through. It can reveal a lot about what the episode's going to deal with. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, is he still getting a check from that? With He's his a, name showing up? Yeah. Go him. He's a regular, I'm pretty sure, so... Maybe he's walking around in like a disguise, and, and you just don't know. He's, he's actually there. playing an extra in every episode. Yeah. He's in the background of a scene, disguised, like if somebody's reading a newspaper. <laughs> it's him behind the newspaper. Everyone, keep your eyes out for Chris Wood in the background of any Supergirl episode moving forward. And if you see him, you heard it here first. <laughs> Can't wait. So moving on to more casting news or casting announcements. Yes. For Sabrina, the new Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures, mm-hmm. they we saw a casting call. Yes. And it's detailing that there is an open ethnicity for Sabrina. She just has to be able to play 16. Yes. I mean, and this is huge because, you know, most people assume that it would be cast as Caucasian. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're keeping it open to any ethnicity means that they haven't necessarily stuck to, you know, this is what the comic book was. This is what we have to have. So it opens a lot of doors. Um, there's a couple articles online where you can actually find people's audition tapes for it. 
Um, I didn't want to, you know, put those people on blast because, you know, it's supposed to be a private thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not supposed to be blasted all over the internet. But if you search, you can see. And so far, I mean, there's an Asian girl who's auditioned and an African-American girl who's auditioned. And they both have really good tapes and stuff. And so, and there have been other leaks of, you know, other well-known actresses and stuff who have gone in for the role as well. But, I mean, the casting notes, all it says is that, female open ethnicity to play 16 and that she's half human half witch and that just means there's open possibilities and it's at least they're starting the casting process because we know that she has to make some sort of an appearance on Riverdale before right they start this show so and and I think that's going to be soon they keep yeah. saying it's going to be soon but I don't know what soon means yeah. soon could mean six I'm thinking, months I'm thinking like first out of the new year okay that could be cool. I wonder, it would be funny if they pulled, like, a Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella. <laughs> yeah. Where it's, like, <laughs> Sabrina's black, but whoever her family is, is like, like she's adopted yeah. or something. That would be a good... That would be funny. Yeah. Not funny, but it would be fun. Yeah. To see. Just to see, casting, you know. A mixture. A mixture of ethnicities and what a modern day family looks like. Because mm-hmm. let's be real, that's how a lot of the world looks now. But um, also in Sabrina news, um, the cast of the Sabrina the Teenage Witch series, sorry, Melissa Joan Hart, reunited at Comic-Con last week and had some things to say about the new version of the show and where their characters might have ended up at this point in time. Um, I mean, basically they said that the rights reverted back to Archie Comics, so they have no idea what's happening. But Melissa Joan Hart thinks that it will be a completely different show because she said their show was lighthearted and about family and that stuff. And this show seems like it's going to be more about the witchcraft and the dark sinister stuff, which is a little bit more mature and appropriate for the CW at this time. Right. And I think it's going to take on a whole new life, of course, but I feel like it's not going to be... I don't know what word I'm thinking of. It's it's just going to be totally different. And yeah. so it's going to be something that those of us that watched the original Sabrina might have to get used to. Because with Riverdale, we didn't have an Archie show to refer back to. Mm-hmm. But with this, some people might look at, watch the new Sabrina and be like, huh, I kind of miss the, the CGI or whatever coming out of her finger. Yeah. And talking <laughs> the, cat. The puppet cat. Yeah. And stuff. Cat's probably going to be CGI'd. Let's be honest. Um, they also said, you know, a couple of the characters were like, oh, where do you think your characters would be now? So for Aunt Zelda, she said she probably probably would be driving an Uber in the other realm, which okay. I could see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> while Aunt Hilda said that she probably lives with Salem alone somewhere and pining for Drell. Salem's character, um, he agreed with that and said living with Hel- Hilda and probably really into Sudoku. Wait. Zelda thinks she'll be... Oh, oh sorry. Was that Beth? Hilda. Hilda thinks she'll be driving... Yeah. But Hilda liked Drell. No. Zelda said driving an Uber. Hilda said living Why does she think Salem. she'll be driving an Uber? Like, she was a scientist or a... Something smart? I think you're mixing them up. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're mixing them up. <laughs> it's appropriate for their characters. Okay. Yeah. I think I think so, at least. Um, but Sabrina and Harvey, um, they said that they think that they would probably have a 16-year-old at this point. And because of the rules, that um, they'd be banished somewhere. 
Um, but they also said that they probably think that they would figure out a way to make it work and maybe, you know, start their own Hogwarts type of school <laughs> um, for foster, maybe for foster some children, some that are mortal, some that are part witch, and sort of teach them how to do things. And the cast kind of all agreed, like, hey, that sounds like a new show right there. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, that's what that sounds like. That sounds like they should do that. Yeah. With but it what? also sounds like the new season of the original, so we already have that. Oh. Well... No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basically <laughs> the original new season. In my mind. <laughs> like starting a school like Hogwarts for kids who are out of place. And But it would be kind of cute to see Harvey and Sabrina back together. Yeah. The old Harvey and Sabrina. Because we don't know what the new Harvey's going to look like. This is true. Because they're still casting for him as well. Yeah. Um. So, Erica, I'm going to let you introduce our hotties, hotties. Of the week, Hot because cheese. she couldn't just pick one, y'all. She had to pick two. Well, you know, it's Thursday, and yes, we'll have a throwback Thursday, but I thought, why not do that to the hotties of the week as well? So, for our older hottie of the week, his name is Wes Ramsey. If you remember, he played Wyatt Hollywell on Charmed, and mm-hmm. I don't know how he came back into my life. <laughs> I saw a picture or something of him, and it reminded me of the, the episode of Charmed when he had his long hair. I was just like, oh, all right, let me put him down for Hottie of the Week. Okay. And then for our newer Hottie of the Week, I chose Charlie Barnett, who plays Ian Porter on Valor. So giving who, Valor some love. Yeah, Valor some love. Um, yeah, he is very, they're both really cute people, attractive males. And I first saw Charlie. He was on Chicago Fire. Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I saw him. Um, and I was sad when he left, but, oh, Another CW connection, another actor from the CW went to Chicago Fire, Stephen McQueen. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Okay. Well, Jeremy Gilbert. Okay, okay. My, my cousin just saw him at lunch the other day. Very cool. Just random. Is he, is Matt's he... not here to name drop, so I'm going to do it hey! for him, okay? <laughs> name drop, and it wasn't even my story. My cousin texted me like, Jeremy Gilbert. And... You should have just, you should have made <laughs> it I know, I should have made it my own. I just, I just ruined the moment. My bad, my bad. Um, well, thank you for those hotties of the week. Let's jump over into, like, some news and gossip stuff. Big props to Dynasty, because they just got a full season pickup. Yay! Yay! Congrats to them! Congrats to them. This is is pretty big, because this is the first new show that has got it. There's still no word on the fate of Valor. Right. But we know that the ratings of Valor are not doing that great right now. But Dynasty seems to be, you know, finding its own stride and really getting a lot of views and a lot of looks and people are talking about this show. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. And it comes with the history Mm -hmm. of being the old dynasty. Even though I've seen where some people are saying that it's, it's not along the same lines of the eighties dynasty. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's forging its own path. It's creating its own story. Yeah. And for those of you guys who might not know, this basically means that instead of 13 episodes of Dynasty this season, you will get a full 22, which means that this baby is riding its way all the way through May. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see where they go with the story and what ends up happening. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little behind right now. I had a couple weeks of work, so I, I got to catch up. Same. But I am still really enjoying this show. It reminds me of Gossip Girl and, you know, all the CW shows mm-hmm. that are like... I want to get your temperature on something. Uh-oh. How do you feel about now in 2017 full 22 season episodes 
I mean, full 22 it's episode a, seasons. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. And especially, you know, us here at After Buzz, we review all these shows, and I do a lot of shows that are 22 episodes, and it is a lot. When we get those dark weeks, it's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we live in a culture that is used to being able to just binge right now. But I don't think shows like this, I wouldn't want to binge this. This is something I want to take my time with and get to know and slowly, you know, unfold Mm -hmm. the multiple layers of the onion. So I appreciate that it's giving itself time to breathe. Maybe we can find a place in between because 22 episodes is a lot. Yeah. And like Zias is saying in the chat, there's going to be some filler episodes. Yes. Which I, I, I've, and I think because I've started to watch or over the past few years, I've been watching a lot of like British shows or even shows on Netflix. They're shorter seasons. And I feel like you have, okay, 13 hours to tell a story. There's no time for filler. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. Everything moves with every episode. So it's good for them that they're receiving the extra episodes. Mm-hmm. I just don't want it to, like you're, like you're saying, the yeah. story just become like diluted because they're trying to stretch. Yeah, I do, I do appreciate the short seasons. Like what the Brits do with their shows is amazing because, you know, it's just, here it is. Boom, boom, boom. Everything happens. There's no filler. There's no slowdown. Because, oh, we got to stretch this to make it last. We need this person to have an eight-episode arc. Right. Which could have been done in four. You know, so I do get that, too. But, I mean, hopefully they don't drag it out too much. But with a story like this, it is going to get a little soap opera-ish. opera mm-hmm. So I'm already prepared for that with a show like this. I want to see a new soap opera. Like, legit, a storyline takes a full week <laughs> to, to begin just going over to Tyler Perry he's doing a great job oh really well I'm I said that a little sarcastic okay <laughs> <laughs> no shade tea. no shade no tea <laughs> my bad um this next story is a little bit sad yeah. um former Gossip Girl star Ed Westwick has been accused by two women of rape mm-hmm. in the last couple days he denies the claim said it was not him that that's not what happened but these girls their stories they are hard to read about i suggest you guys go online and read it because i mean it's just it's heart-wrenching what these women are going through because there's a lot coming out in hollywood right now about um sexual assault and sexual harassment and just all these men who are using their positions of power to take advantage of women mm-hmm. and this is i mean i this is another story and there's now two women who are saying it their stories are very similar in nature although they happen at different times and it's just really sad you know think- i mean it's sad that it's happened yes. to them but it's good that it's coming out because i do feel like there's going to be a shift potentially a shift in Hollywood that's going to make life safer, not just for women, but for men, for kids. Like, I think it's, there's going to be a whole culture change. Yes. That's going to, this, we have to go through this to get to that point though. This is the purge. Mm -hmm. We're purging out Hollywood and all of the people who think that they can use their positions to take advantage of people. And to tell people this is not going to be tolerated anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it, you, you did it so many years ago because you could get away with it because parents would sit outside, um, meeting rooms or young actors coming into the business didn't know any better, or it was what they assumed would happen. So they would just let it happen. Now it's going to be like, no, people are going to start stepping up and standing up mm-hmm. for themselves. 
Yeah, which is which is great, and I'm I'm so happy that these women are coming forward and sharing their experiences, um, and to go further with that, you know, a couple, one of the women, her story was about her boyfriend at the time, who's a producer who took her over to Ed's apartment and she didn't name the producer mm-hmm. and, but she named Ed and I know that he's the person here, but I want people to start naming the accomplices. Right. Like, you went to him and you told him what happened and he told you to shut up about it. Basically, these people also need to be thrown under the fire as well because they were okay with this happening and being like, oh, no, you can't tell anyone because you don't want to come off as a desperate actress who's just looking for fame. No, that's a pretty crappy way to view things. And if you're out there still producing stuff, you need to be stopped as well. That's very true. Yeah. So, I I mean, good. I hope that more people feel comfortable enough to start coming forward with more stories. I mean, every single day you're just hearing new reports on people, person after person coming forward with claims about people. And it's, it's about time. It's Mm -hmm. been Hollywood's dirty little secret for far too long. And it's really scary for the people that didn't, may not have had a chance to come forward Mm -hmm. because there might still be people. And like you're saying, more people might come out about it, but there might be people that we'll never know about. Yes because so much time has passed or they've passed on or, you know, you never know. But this is, this is a good trajectory. Yeah. For, for the culture. For the culture. Doing it for the culture. So, we have Aunt. some Riverdale news. Riverdale! Well, we have some Archie comic news. Archie comics! <laughs> Guess who's now a werewolf? Who? Jughead. What? Yes. No. At New York Comic Con, they Archie Comics team announced that they are launching a new comic book series called Jughead, The Hunger. Oh. And it's only in the comics for now, but it could make its way to the TV series. Okay. Especially if Sabrina comes along and they yeah. add that supernatural, supernatural element. element. Hey, Jinx. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> um, okay, I can see that. Because, I mean, I don't want to see Riverdale really go that path because I just feel that werewolves is something that we've we've done we don't need that I like this whole Sabrina thing with the witch stuff because it's in a new twisted way where we haven't seen that before so I mean I think it's cool for the comics but I I don't want to see him running around with Cole running (laughs) around as a werewolf yeah I I agree I was just trying to make it like I was just trying to report on the yeah. news. That's yeah, I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to see him fall into that or anything. But it'd be it'd be it'll be cool for the comic book yeah. to take it in that direction because I think you can also have more artistic liberty with it. Yes, like what you can do with him as a werewolf. So I guess we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I can see it happening. I guess again, if he ends up being a werewolf on the show. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Erica's dropping exclusive after exclusive. Um, And speaking of exclusive, well, this isn't really exclusive, um, but the CW has just been gobbling up new content. They just keep buying show after show and ideas for development and everything. So the newest one, they have a dramedy in development called Make Make Devia Great Again from Mm -hmm. writer... I'm going to mess this up too. Devaneshi Patel from Blackish and 
Yeah. Eric Erica, and you, Kim yeah. Tenenbaum. It's like, you, it like you keep talking because I can't speak these names right I'm now. I'm not sure who. The writer whose last name is Patel, she'll write and co-produce with yes. the Tenenbaums who will executive produce. Yeah, so it sounds great. On Basically, it centers on an Indian-American woman who undergoes tremendous pressure from her traditional parents, bails on her arranged marriage, and invents a perfect Indian boyfriend. She then sets in motion an absurd and poignant series of events that derail her life, all while she is trying to clear her name in the darkly comic accidental death of her ex-fiancé. Which, how are you going to make an accidental death funny? Hey... Worst things have happened and been made funny. And try to have it where she's going to catch the blame. Yes. Well, I've seen, like, normal, natural deaths that are funny. I mean, it could totally happen. Yeah, I think it could happen. And she's she's writing on Blackish right now, so she's got that mindset to make, you know, oh, no, he got the hiccups and died. Like, I mean, that's a Grey's Anatomy thing, but, like, whoever thought you would die from the hiccups? So I'm guessing it's going to go kind of, like... The crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah, that's route. what I'm feeling more of this. But my question, because, I mean, we also have another show that we'll talk about, that th- or two more shows, three more shows that they <laughs> have in development right now. If any of these, and I know not every show is going to get picked up to a full series. You know, you have to get the development process. You have to produce a pilot of it and everything and decide. But even if, like, two or three of these guys get picked up, where the hell are they going to air them? We don't have space in your lineup, CW. You guys got a full slate. Tiana and I <laughs> are on the same wavelength tonight because I was literally going to ask that. But now that I'm thinking, maybe it's summer. Summer? Summer series. I mean, I guess. Which I kind of feel like is a bad place to start a show, potentially, because people travel during the summer. It's hard for summer series to get a lot of traction but it's not as hard as it used to be because they used to not air anything and now there are so many shows that air during the summertime because people just want need content, need content mm-hmm. and stuff so it could it could actually work out it's just one of those things of I don't like summer series as much because I have to wait a whole year for right. summer to come back for me to see right. it again oh well now that I think there are quite a few shows that air over the summer that yeah. I watch yeah. Suits like, yeah you know, it's our <laughs> show that's our show. That's our show, girl. But I was, when we were compiling our stories, I was just like, you get a dramedy, you get a dramedy, <laughs> yeah. you get a dramedy. Everybody gets a dramedy. The CW has become Oprah at this point. <laughs> They're just giving shows to everybody. So another new hour-long dramedy that's coming, or that's being developed, is called Near Death Ex- Near Beth Experience. Sorry, still <laughs> stuck on the death. It follows a cynical young stand-up comedian who survives a near-death experience and starts begin and begins to hear the prayers of people that she's in close proximity to, mm. which kind of feels like what was that show, Joan of Arcadia? Yeah, I'm kind of getting getting those vibes, vibes from that. But it's gonna, I think it's gonna be funny because she's like all about self, mm-hmm. and so she's gonna have to start helping others. So it's gonna make her a better person. Yeah. I think what I'm most excited about with this is that it's coming from the people who did Revenge, and Revenge was one of my favorite shows on television while it was airing, so I'm just excited to see how they put their unique spin on things. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, I'm I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Yeah. They'll be fun to see and determine what we feel about them. Okay. Well, over on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, or not Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, over on Jane the Virgin... It has been announced that um, the 
that they're finally getting their book made. So Jane Villanueva's mm-hmm. um, dreams and dreams of the um, Jane the Virgin fans. Um, it's being published. I'm sorry, I'm messing this whole thing up. <laughs> Rewind. Here we go. <laughs> so the debut novel Snow Falling is being made into a real book, mm-hmm. and thanks to Simon and Schuster and. Um, so the fictitious Jane has already landed the book deal and fans are still going to get to your own physical copy of this book. And it's coming a lot sooner than you might think because November 14th is just around the corner Mm -hmm. and you can go out and grab this book and read it just like they do on the show. Check out that cover. I mean, that is some classic novel art right there. What is, what is that (laughs) style of book? I mean, what is that genre of like novel. the, oh, I can't the, remember. Like all the love novels or like, like those that. romance novels. Yeah, the yeah. romance novels all have the man with his shirt ripped off and chiseled chest. Usually and... they have longer hair though. They from do. What I remember. They have like that long locks. But I mean, I like this one. It's clean. He kind of looks like Edward from Twilight. And he's he got has, a little glow. There's about some him. sparkles around. Yeah, he's sparkling. He's sparkling like also, a vampire. So to be honest, um, I feel some sort of uh, like Spanish influence in here as well. Uh, mainly with the with the woman in the uh, picture, with how her hair is mm-hmm. and like just the way she's drawn, it reminds me a lot of those uh, like these the, like Spanish comics I used to see at like supermarkets. Um, I don't know if you guys ever, ever came across, but yeah, I, I'm I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of the show, but I'm enjoying this cover. Yeah, the cover is the cover. You know, they always say don't judge a book by its cover, but this cover makes me want to read the book. Yeah, it takes place in early 1900s Miami. Mm, Miami. So, you never know. But if somebody reads it, let us know how it is. Yeah. I mean, I might pick it up. I like reading. Yeah. I have the holidays <laughs> coming up, so. Get back into the book. <laughs> oh, ZS in the chat is saying that the buy it for his girlfriend. Oh, so, okay. That's fun. Um, You want to talk about this last show that's coming? Yeah. It's called... It's the end of the world as we know it, which just makes me think of Mac- Malcolm it's in the, the Middle. end of the world as we know it. That was it. the theme song for that, right? I believe. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so it's from the Powerless showrunners, Justin Halpern and Patrick Shoemaker. And Veronica Mars is Rob Thomas. Also, side note about Veronica Mars. I'm, I was sad to hear uh, that there was a death in oh, one, for one yes. of the cast members. So rest in peace to him. Um, this show is based on a 2012 Alloy book by Eva Marie Palmer, and it's about basically these futuristic bounty hunters. Mm. So a prison spaceship is carrying the universe's most deadly aliens, and it crashes in Southern California. So watch out if you live out here, guys. (laughs) And two millennial women who I believe they said work in a pizza shop are recruited by a space cop to hunt down the escaped criminals. So that's kind of, it's taken it into the sci-fi world. We've had a lot of supernatural. We've had superhero. Now we're going into... Space. So space. Which could be cool. Is, uh, is this reminding anyone else of, or giving off a Doctor who kind of vibe? Not familiar. Uh, yes, from what I know about Doctor who, who. I don't know a lot about it, but yes. I'm getting that too, Anthony. You're not <laughs> alone. <laughs> Alright, just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going I'm to toss it to our throwback. Okay. Now I want you You're guys to toss tell me, it to the throwback. You're gonna throw. It. Okay, I got it. Throw it back right now. I'm gonna throw it way, way back, guys. <laughs> like, who remembers this show? It was called Young Americans. I don't remember it, 
Nope. But apparently it was a spinoff of Dawson's Creek. Not and at all. And look at this cast. I mean, I see Ian Summerholder. I see um, a bunch of people whose names I can't remember right now. And I didn't write down for some stupid reason. Um, but, like, it's got a great young cast here. Um, it's just it's just a great looking cast and show. And so, basically, the WB back in the day developed this to be a summer replacement for Dawson's Creek so that the fans could still have something going on over the summer while Dawson was taking his little break. So it was um, basically run around Will Krudsky, who was who came over to Dawson's Creek and was a longtime friend of Pacey's, and he comes to visit in the third season. He, Him and Andy go on a couple dates, and they bond because they both have very screwed up families. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then he disappears. It was never going to work with him and Andy anyways. Um, he goes away, and he goes back to his New England town of New Raleigh, where um, he's a blue-collar townie, but he's been accepted into this prestigious all-boys academy for the summer. And so this is this is the show here. Yeah. And on paper, it sounds like something I totally... It sounds like a male Rory Gilmore, basically. <laughs> oh, no! It sounds That's like the, true. the male version of Rory Gilmore. And how did I not know about this show? I don't know. I feel like... So I tried to watch the first episode, mm-hmm. and... The intro, I feel like I had seen a portion of it before. It just wasn't enough because I think I was younger at the time yeah. where it didn't catch my eye. But I, I've started to watch the first episode. Okay. Well, you have to report back and let us yeah. know exactly how it is. But, I mean, you know, it's got Kate Bosworth in it. It's got Catherine Moaning, who is Shane on the L Word. And, you know, it's just it looks like a great cast. And I, I decided to throw it way back because I stumped myself with this one. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't remember that show. But, I mean, it didn't last long, guys. It was a failed spinoff. Yeah. I wonder how many episodes did it last? Um, The BuzzFeed article that I found it in did not say, but I don't think very many. I think it just lasted that one summer. But speaking of Gilmore Girls, Matt Kruke, Zucre, it's difficult. It's a hard name. um, Who played Logan on Gilmore Girls. He was on the show. Oh. Or I saw his name in the credits. Okay. Of the show. I see you paying attention. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And so I'm going to give it a chance. You yeah. never know. I mean, the the beginning of it, to me, felt like a totally new show. It didn't feel like Dawson's Creek at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I was watching it, and I was like, this could play like now. Yeah. And then, so I'll see I'll see if I Maybe still feel that way. Maybe they'll revamp it, because honestly, it does sound like something that could play well for, you know. Yeah. Do we w- have any shows audience that um, take place in New England now? I was just going to mm-hmm. answer your question for the uh, how long did it run for. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. So real quick, um, the, the the pilot aired on July 12th, so I bet, I bet that's summer, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, aired on 2000, and it was only one season, and it was limited. It looks like a limited order for only eight episodes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Eight episodes. There you go. Thank you, Anthony, in the booth. Um, okay, guys. It is that time. We are going back to our ship pull. Ship. Yeah, see, you gotta pop that P. Ship. Pop the P. Ship pull winner. All right, so this week we picked all of our favorite Vampire Diaries ships. We put them up against each other, and the results are in. So you had either you could pick Stelina, Stelina, Stefan and Elena, Delena, Damon and Elena, Steriline, Stefan and Caroline, or Bayman, Bonnie and Damon. Who is the winner, Tiana? The winner. There we go! Hey, we got a drum roll! Delena! Oh, 
percent of the vote, Delena gets the win. Steriline, you guys were in it for the longest time, but I think my plea at the beginning of the show helped out my shit. I think it definitely did. They ended up with twenty three percent of the sh- of the vote. Um, Bayman came in third with nine percent, which I love Bayman, mm-hmm. but I love them more as friends, not lovers. And they weren't an actual couple. Well, so there I feel was like... people who felt like when they were stuck in the nineties together, you know, that there was a lot of chemistry there and they yeah. didn't want them apart I like them as best friends like I like them as best friends they're really great as best friends yeah. and then Selena got 7% because <laughs> Stefan and Elena was just lame as hell let's be honest they were the beginning they were the beginning and I was totally with them at the beginning and then I matured and realized hey these two don't belong together they've clearly grown apart which happens but really to be honest Stefan and Damon don't belong with any of them. I mean, because there's like a hundred fifty year difference. Yeah, I mean, there's that part too. They're old men. <laughs> They're old men. But love is love. Love you know. is love. And I'm just happy that you guys loved me enough to pick Delena because that is just oh everything. Tiana, you're taking all the credit for that. I'm one. not. I'm not taking the credit. I'm just saying like that's who I voted for in the in the poll. So I'm happy to see that it won. Who did you vote for? I'm not saying. Oh, her ship lost. Yeah. <laughs> she was a Steriline fan. <laughs> no, I was going to choose Bayman, but again, I didn't want that. I don't. Yeah. You know, I want them to be best friends, brother and sister. Fight to the death. Fight to the death. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap things up and give you guys the answer to our trivia question. I don't think I saw anyone in the chat room get it right from what I've been able to see. So, just a refresher. Which Riverdale star has not made an appearance on Law Law & Order or any of its spinoffs? The options were Lily Reinhart, who plays Betty Cooper, Skeet Ulrich, who is F.P. Jones, Marisol Nichols, who is Hermione Lodge, or Madeline Peschk, who is Cheryl Blossom. This is a hard one. Mm -hmm. And so, the Riverdale star, who has not been on any Law and Order is there we go Madeline Pesh Cheryl Blossom wow yes isn't That's that fun crazy so some of the other cast members who have been on Law and Order are Casey Cott Luke Perry and Madgen Amick mm-hmm. so there you go guys which now I feel like I w- I'm more I'm definitely more of an SVU fan but now I want to go and find their specific episodes yes I will try and find the link because it was just it just listed everyone who had been on it and which episode they were on and oh, all great. the details. So I'll find that and I'll send it to you. I'll also tweet it out for you guys at home who are wondering about it. And I think that pretty much wraps up our show tonight. Thank you guys at home for watching, for listening to chatting with us in the chat room. Um, if you guys have a moment, please give us that thumbs up, like us, subscribe, Give us five stars. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you guys like, what you guys think about the episodes, how you feel about everything that we talked about tonight. And make sure you guys tweet us because we want to keep the conversation going. So please, please, please tweet us. Where can the people find you? You can find me on the Twitter <laughs> at Miss Airy Baby. Okay. Yeah. Miss 
you have to say at Miss Every Baby. No, I don't want to like ruin people's ears. I mean, you know? I'm ruining their ears. I'm trying to be nice. Oh, sorry for ruining your ears. Anyways, you can find me at the Tiana Hobson on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you guys check out AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV all across all social media platforms. And please check out some of our other shows that we do for you guys. You know, we're here every week giving you tons and tons of content for free. So make sure you guys check it out. And we will be back next week with more CW Weekly. See you next week. Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later.